0: Something came from box something came from box came from
1: Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. I'm your host, Tom Gowker. Remember that Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, army podcast, and radio show. And it's not really about Baltimore. Uh, but today, we are continuing the Hey Baltimore series, where we're focusing on talented artists who have been born in Baltimore. So far, we learned more about the doo-wop group called The Swallows, house music legend DJ Rod Lee and band leader, drummer Chick Webb, and today it's all about the minimalist Philip Glass. Born January 31st, 1937, Philip Glass is an American composer and pianist. He is widely regarded as one of the best influential composers of the late 20th century. Glass's work has been associated with minimalism being built up from repetitive phrases and shifting layers. Glass describes himself as a composer of music with repetitive structures, which he has helped evolve stylistically. Philip Glass founded the Philip Glass Ensemble, and it is still in existence. He has written 15 operas numerous chamber operas and musical theater, theater works, 14 symphonies, and nine string quartets with various other chamber music and many film scores. Three of his film scores have been nominated for the Academy Award. Let's listen to a sample of the 1981 Glass Works. It is Philip Glass' Ensemble. The song is called Blue to the hey baltimore series we continue with philip glass we sent out an email and various contacts to see if we get a hold of philip glass unfortunately uh his people did not contact us back but don't fear we have super fan david kuznick in the house who is uh very knowledgeable about philip glass and we are gonna talk to him about his experience with uh, meeting him and also going to his various shows Welcome, David Klusnick, to Something Came From Baltimore.
2: Thank you for having me, Tom.
1: I got a super fan, David Klusnick, who was a childhood friend of mine. I personally was aware of him pretty early. I got a Einstein on the Beach box set that on vinyl that I got from the public library, the bookmobile. And I listened to it because I started to get into Laurie Anderson. And uh-huh. I felt there was a connection there. And I just watched the uh, the video of the opera on YouTube. It's on right now, and it actually holds up very well. It's pretty, very cool, very state-of-the-art and uh, way ahead of its time. That's what, I, in my opinion, brought him to the forefront. And now let's listen to a sample of the 1976 Einstein on the Beach. It's act two, scene two, Night Train. When did you first hear about Philip Glass?
2: I first came across him when I was going to college. I went to Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh and they had, you know, at colleges, they had the, the movie nights or whatever. And the girl that I was going out with at the time said, Hey, let's go see Kiana Scotzi. It just like, it, it blew my mind, really. You know, I mean, not only the music, but the imagery of it, you know, it, it just, it, it's a very, it was a very powerful movie.
1: song to the Thin Blue Line soundtrack from 1988. The song is called Looking. sample of the 2003 Fog of War soundtrack and the song is called Invitation. Seen that yes, uh, yes, and you know, the one thing that Tim Blue Line, Fog of War, his music really translates well and actually is the highlight of those movies. Where you're like, I do remember made the storyline go uh more intense. I remember the uh Truman show when he started to break through the he he realized there was something wrong and he was swimming through the water, the music was pumping up, right. it, was, it was uh Philip Glass, it was very intense. I think when you know that he's on a soundtrack, you know that you're gonna get a really like a, a great piece. That you know, just like Danny Elfman. Let's listen to the a sample of the 1998 "Raising the Bar." It is a song from the Truman Show soundtrack.
2: very meditative for me in some aspects, you know, just the, the
1: deep bass, you know, the Kayana Scotsy being repeated. Yeah, I, I know that uh, Philip Bass became uh, kind of a darling in, in uh, the early 80s, there was a Words of Music where Linda Reinstadt, Paul Simon, James Taylor all wrote uh, uh lyrics. And let's listen to a sample from the Paul Simon collaboration, along with vocals from Bernard Fowler. The song is from Songs from Liquid Days. It's from 1986.
2: Bill did work with um, Brian Eno as well, and that was, that was, a you know, he did that, he did um, with David Bowie for the Low Symphony.
1: Looking through his collection on Spotify, and mm-hmm. I, I, there's like three or four releases per year.
2: <laughs> there's a lot. There's a, there's, he has a
1: lot. He really does. Is there anything that you say, okay, this is the definitive album that I would say go ahead and take a listen to it?
2: I, yeah, I mean, my two favorite ones are the soundtrack from Kiana Scotzi, um, but I really, really like um, the Low Symphony. it's one of those things where I was reading a book at the time. I was reading Jurassic Park at the time, and quite honestly, that music goes much better with his book and his movie than whoever, you know, who was it, John Williams, that wrote for him? I think the Low Symphony, anytime I hear, you know, the Low Symphony, I'm thinking like, oh, that's the soundtrack from Jurassic Park, you know, but there's a lot of other things too. The the one thing that really, I, I think in the Einstein on the Beach, there's a part where they're talking about the train. He takes a train ride to Chicago, I think. And there was, and, it, and it's interesting if you break it down, there's like one section of it where, and I was looking, I was trying to find this before. I was trying to find the documentation of it. It's, it's, it was on NPR, but like there's just, he just takes the words like last stop to Chicago or something like that, and just repeats it as part of the melody. It's just, it's fascinating to, to learn that type of stuff about his music.
1: Very ahead of its time. Uh, 1975 that you're talking about holds up today. Tape looping and and craftwork uh, and uh, right. the minimalistic thing. And there's a band that I'm I'm very pro. When I've interviewed them twice already, uh, the Go Go Penguin. They're doing the the uh, piano repetitive piano riffs that that Philip Glass does over and over and over. That type of uh, Philip Glass is kind of ingrained in our psyche. We're just aware of it. Uh, it's not like it's brand new or anything. It's just that he did it. He, he did it well. He does it often. Nice. And, then, and then these soundtracks came out where they're like the thin blue line uh, had very little dialogue. It was a documentary. It was it was stunning. The visuals were stunning. As a documentary, it was amazing. Fog of War was an interview. And yeah. and the, the breaks on that was, was uh, very intense. It's just interesting how he was able to be, in the vanguard all the way up until now. Like, he's still right. he's still, doing it. <laughs> still doing it, and he's still in demand, and he's still...
2: Yeah, and, and he has, you know, a huge following. It's, it's not a huge following like, you know, any of the, like, Taylor Swifties or anything like that. Well, I went to, we went to see him a couple of years ago up in Kutztown, he has a connection to um, the the art center there and I think the guy that's directing the art center. So he comes and he does fundraisers for them periodically because it was just, you know, he's somebody that I've idolized for so long and to be able to see him like in person, it's much different than seeing a video of somebody or anything like that. Um, to watch and to watch him play, to watch his hands make the music is just, you know, it's fascinating. You know, um, practically brought tears to my eyes being able to just see him create that music in front of me.
1: That's very cool. Did you get to meet him?
2: We did. They did, they did a meet and greet afterwards. He answered some questions. Um, they, he autographed, um, I brought the, one of his books, his autobiography or his biography, I guess. Um, I brought one, you know, one of the books. Yeah, Words and, Without uh, Music. Yep, and got him, and got him to autograph it. So and I got my picture with him. So it was it was it was amazing. It really was. You know, to, just to be able to to see him and in person in that close and in that intimate. It was a very small setting, probably like I don't know, maybe two hundred people. It was inside a church. Oh wow, how cool is that? How, I mean, just how small it is and
1: how Yeah. It is. Um, I, I went to Kutztown. They that arts uh, division. Whoever runs that. Has always had like their hands in the avant-garde um they always had people from new york coming down to represent their work
2: it's great and it's great that people like Philip Glass and other people as well can take you know that they take the time out to help out the smaller venues like that and the
1: smaller <laughs> art organizations like that unfortunately he couldn't help you out right no no <laughs> uh, but that's okay Thank you very much for joining me today on Something Came from Baltimore talking about Philip Glass. Absolutely. I knew that, I knew you were a fan once every two, three years you drop me an email. So <laughs> uh, you'll see. be you'll be you'll be at the class reunion. Some someday. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the show. We would love you all to be a part of that Be more music scene. We want to thank Philip Glass show notes have more information on his on his character the show is over and we want to thank david kuznick who was our guest today uh willingly talked about philip glassman or we were glad to have him on the show
0: Something <laughs> came from it process it as it